Today on the show, I'm happy to have John Semmingson. His company is called Peak Demand. He's the managing partner there. And what they're doing is they're helping you to harness the power of clean tech. So you shifted from staffing and recruitment in the broader field of energy to specifically renewables because of the 2008-2009 financial crisis. As an organization, at the time we were management recruiters of Sacramento, we had oh, at least a decade working in traditional power markets, oil and gas, wholesale retail power. And you may or may not remember, but in 2008, huge market crash. Some of our, some of the biggest utilities went half quarter, 75% drop in the stock market immediately. In fact, Warren Buffett came in and purchased what was Constellation at the end, Energy at the time for pennies on the dollar. So we went from being insanely busy to having basically no jobs to work on damn near overnight as the market crashed. And at that time we were doing a little bit of work in energy services and it was Chevron energy solutions that was making a big push into renewables. So we were touching some solar work here and there, and we just had to make some strategic decisions as an organization of, are we really going to just try to dive really hard into what, what had been up to that point, our, our traditional markets and just try to fight after the few positions there were to fill, or did we want to try to dive into some new areas? And we were just so excited about renewables and so passionate about it, that even though the market was just teeny tiny. And at the time, a solar module was about $5 a watt compared to being 40 cents a watt. Now we decided to make a strategic pivot right out of that and really focus full bore into renewable energy. How long did it take for you to see that payoff? It was a while. It's a blessing and a curse when you have to learn how to do this business during a down market. The last couple of years, it's been somewhat easy in recruiting, right? The market's been growing like crazy other than the last nine months as we've been going through this high interest rate environment. But it, coming in into the recruiting business during a recession, and I had about a year and a half of experience, give or take, before things really started going down, I didn't know any better. So you just had to grind it out and had to push and claw for every deal and work on projects that ordinarily maybe you wouldn't take on in a better economy. But it was probably a solid two years before we felt like we had a solid footing in, in the market and really had an understanding of it and started building some key client relationships and really finding some meaningful success. And then of course, when the trend started going in your favor, you saw probably some really rapid growth. Yeah, it was slow at first and would go through fits and stops. And as a market, renewable energy, there's a lot of policy that affects what we do, whether it's actual Fed policy and state level policies, but also some international trade policies and things that, that can really slow things down from time to time. So even now when we're on a pretty high growth trajectory, there's still some microeconomic events that get in the way and can create this little bit of a roller coaster effect that we call the solar coaster. But yeah, the last couple of years in particular, there has just been such a boom cycle. It's been a lot of fun. Is there more demand than supply of the proper people to do these jobs? Absolutely. Yeah. And certainly there's some variation between jobs and functions and that kind of thing. But if you look, there was an article that came out this morning that, that mentioned we're going to have essentially a 10X in terms of the installed capacity in the United States of energy storage specifically. We don't have enough people to design these types of projects, to execute on the construction. They're interesting statistic. Yesterday I was talking to a key executive from a major EPC firm that actually designed, builds, and constructs these large power plants. And the 
the price they're paying for the electrical subcontractors, the folks that actually go out and run the wiring and connect all of these big power plants has doubled in the last 12 months just because there's not enough people and these subcontractors can really charge almost whatever they want right now because there's so much more demand than there is supply. So since you are specifically in staffing and recruitment, are you looking at all in like training and certifications to get more people in your pipeline? As an industry as a whole, absolutely. Part of the challenge for us as an executive search firm is that organizations are typically asking us to go find people that have significant experience and really can hit the ground running for them. We're not always the best resource for folks that are just breaking into the market. There are opportunities and we're certainly trying to expand on that as whenever possible, but there are a bunch of training resources and every day we're hearing about new organizations that are coming up training solar installers or service technicians or providing training for engineers. There's, there's a ton of resources out there. Absolutely. And, and as an industry, we're going to have to continue to do a better job of bringing people in. From your perspective, is the lack of proper people the biggest problem right now in the energy sector or is it something else? It's a huge one. And interestingly enough, even if you're talking about the energy sector broadly and you're removing the renewable energy piece from it, if you look at the folks that are retiring and moving out of the utility space, electricians, electrical engineers, folks that have 20, 30 years of experience working within the utility system, they're retiring and a lot of them already have retired. And we have this giant gap of mid-career professionals where we just don't have enough of them. We're getting some folks coming up out of school. I'd say in the last 15 years or so, we've really had a lack of individuals graduating from U.S. universities with degrees in electrical engineering and power systems engineering. There's a huge gap in the United States for these types of folks, especially as we're looking at like the way that the traditional utility infrastructure has been built, now converging with the renewable energy infrastructure. And we start looking at DERs and how we're going to control all this distributed energy coming onto the grid. We need a lot more horsepower in terms of people to come and figure out how to integrate all this and ship this into the new renewable energy economy. Are we going to have to bring people in from out of the country then? Yeah, and there's some of it, but there's huge challenges. And it's a different podcast probably to talk about the issues with immigration and getting talented people in here and making it so that they can change jobs and move through things. But we have been, and, and we're going to continue to have to bring folks from overseas as well. So when did you jump out and start your own company? So it was 2015 and it was less of a jumping out. The owner of the business, Carl, that I was working for management recruiters in Sacramento, he had owned the business for 35 plus years, give or take, and he was more than ready to, to move on and retire. And so ended up just being very fortunate to be in the right place in the right time to some degree. Not that I didn't put in the work, but Carl was looking at retiring. We figured out a scenario for me to take over the business. At the time we rebranded it to peak demand, really to focus on the fact that we're all exclusive in renewable energy and energy in general, as opposed to being more of a local market general executive search firm. We are still you... part, I was going to say, we are still part of the MRI network. So that management recruiters of Sacramento brand and DNA does still exist and hopefully will continue to do so. What would your advice be to people thinking about starting their first company? I'll tell you that when, even though we had a multi-year transitional phase, there was a huge mindset, mindset shift and a little bit of a gut punch when suddenly you're signing the front of the check and not the back of the check. And just all the pieces that go along with that. And I think I was probably a little bit underprepared to really understand 
everything along the profit and loss and managing cash flow effectively and headcount and how much is enough and too much and kind of working through that. And it took me a couple of years to really figure out some of the nuances of that. So I think having strong financial literacy and understanding the numbers and the metrics and cash flow and having a really good financial partner is critical. But on the other side, you're never really going to be ready. And I think there's always this thought process people have of if I, once I get this done, or once I accomplish that, or I need this much money in the bank, and I would say, just get started. Even if it's not full on jumping into it, start the baby steps and just start moving in that direction. So if our listeners wanted to get in touch with Peak Demand or yourself, how could they do? LinkedIn. I'm easy to find on LinkedIn. Either just look for John Semmingson or Peak Demand and you can track us down on LinkedIn. Email me, just J-O-N at inpeakdemand.com. And we'd love to chat with anyone. Thank you, John, for coming on the show. And thank you, everybody, for listening to another episode of Failing to Success. Make sure to smash that subscribe button. I'm your host, Chad Kalecki with Cosmic Web Design and Development, and we'll see you next time. Yeah.